Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Logan Bailey. Welcome to the NW Sports Podcast Football Edition, brought to you by our primary sponsor, Three Chord. I'm your host, Logan Bailey, joined today by Keith Brown, Tony Fairchild, and AJ Fairchild. And uh, well, guys, it's week number four, and uh, it's here, and it's it's coming quick. So uh, glad you guys can join me today. Glad Thank to be you, here, always, always. Well, um, so we're moving on to week four, and wow, a lot of close games last week, and uh, a lot of them kind of were shockers too. Um, were there any games last week during the week three slate that kind of stood out to you guys or surprised you? Well, I mean, for me, you know, I going through our picks here. I mean, I picked Tenora last week, kind of picked against you three, and and uh, Tenora played absolutely awesome, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, that one, I think, shocked a lot of people how well Tenora played, and then um, I think PH playing Columbus Grove was seven nothing game was tight. Right along with that, Liberty Center only beat uh, Otsego by nine. So they're right there. It's kind of the same category as uh, Patrick Henry, uh, you know, 9-0. Yeah. And I thought, too, I mean, you guys brought them both up. Those were two games that I I really wanted to watch personally last week. And we knew that they were going to be close. And, I mean, they ended up playing out like that. I mean, low-scoring games, you had a 7-0 game and a 9-0 game. So uh, defenses for both sides and both teams are are definitely prevalent. Um, I I personally – I, I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but the, the Sonora LCC game, I, I think I may have to start picking the Rambos after uh, after that one. <laughs> yeah. So I was hearing about it at work, and uh, they've been playing well. Their defense has been playing lights out. I, I mean, I can't believe yep. how well yep. they've played. And I, you guys were at the game, and, uh, yep. I mean, you saw firsthand how they played. And I believe yep. they had two pick sixes. Two too. pick sixes, three for the season. Um, probably more talent last year. If, if we're just going to kind of boomerang around and talk about Tenor and LC right now for a little bit. But defensively, last year, the Rams were probably more talented. But this year, they just seem to be clicking the last two games on all cylinders. You got good pass rush. Linebackers are, are coming through like we thought they were. And defensive secondary is playing lights out right now. So, uh, like I said, Rams defense, one of the betters, better defenses in the area, as we thought they would. Um right. Week one obviously didn't look like it, but uh, last two weeks, probably two of the better offenses are in Northwest Ohio, at least in our area, and Ram defense pretty much shut down LCC last week. Um, they didn't score until the fourth quarter, I believe. Yeah, they midway through the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter yeah. So uh, that kid, uh, Carson Parker, thought he had close to 400 yards rushing in his first two games. Um, close to 600 yards total offense, and Rams limited him to under 40 yards rushing and I believe under 150 yards passing. So uh, great job by the Rams defensive staff and Coach Krause. Yeah, and you, you mentioned – I'm sorry, Logan. You, you mentioned you mentioned the Liberty Center game, you know, and we talked about that before. There were really three plays in that game. Yep. You know, that we talked about the defense didn't play well, but, I mean, you really look at it, like I said, three plays. There was the, yep. the two big long runs and the, yep. and the fumble or the snap, the – punt snap that went yep. over top of their head and gave them yep. in the ball basically a walk in distance from the goal line so yep. i mean i guess uh the rams played well and and defensively they're just i mean they're sharp and we talked about the linebacking core he brings them up all the time and they just um uh, i mean they pressured parker the whole time and kept him moving yep. and and uh worked out worked out well for him yeah very very good game for the rams yeah, and I, I was just looking at a couple other games here, and uh, I got a chance to listen to the Evergreen Auto Hills game because that got moved to Thursday, yes. actually, because yep. of the, the refing shortage right now. And, man, talk about 
such a turnaround in Evergreen. I mean, if you would have said Evergreen was competing with programs like Ottawa Hills is usually decent or pretty good at football, and uh, they were taking them into the fourth quarter. That game was back and forth. And, uh, I mean, I still think Coach Karchner is doing an excellent job over there in Evergreen. And uh, he ended up uh, shocking me, Tony, and uh, Bryce because we all had him picked last week. So uh, Keith and AJ were the only ones that picked that game right. But, again, another program that we're seeing turned around and – Speaking of programs like that, I saw Swanton got their first win last yeah. week too, which yep. is, which is good to see another Northwest Ohio team uh, get a win on the charts. North Central got a win too. Yes, North yeah, Central, Central too, uh, starting their first yeah. year varsity program. That was exciting to see. I mean, who would have said North Central in their first year uh, varsity program were, was going to be two and one in the first three games of the season? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That just for a community and even your your younger programs. All the way through, you probably hey, I want to play football next year. This looks fun. <laughs> this looks great. So, you know, that's 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 awesome for North Central. And especially to like when you're starting a program up, it, and some people can say, well, it's against this team or what else against that team. I mean, you look at Fremont, Indiana was two and zero coming into that yep. game, and right. uh, I mean, a win's a win at the end of the day. I mean, I don't care if you beat. The best team around or the right. worst team around, you're expected <laughs> to win. You go out there and you win, and uh, I mean, your first year varsity program. Yes. and you any win is is fantastic, yes. no matter what level you're at. Yeah, uh, not just a close game either. Like they single handedly, you know, put it to them. Yeah, 30, yeah. 38 to eight. I mean, yeah. that's pretty impressive. And uh, they got a couple kids on their team. Uh, I believe is Joey Burt and one of the running backs. He can he can carry the ball, and uh, they're doing big things over there in Pioneer. I'm I'm excited to see what they do the rest of the year. Yeah, the only other really shocking one, I guess, for me, Logan and everybody was Pandora Gilboa and Lipsick. So yeah, yeah. Lipsick. I don't know if you really consider that an upset, but. I mean, I guess to me it kind of was, but yeah. I mean, the Lipsticks played teams tough all year. I mean, yep. they lost by I believe three points to Liberty Benton early yep. on in the season. So, I mean, talk about when you look at non-conference schedules or we're starting off the year. Um, I Tenora had probably one of the toughest, and then you have Lipsick up there too. I mean, yep. it starts to the season they play Liberty Benton. Um, Oh, I guess they play Fairview, play Fairview week, two. week two, but yep. still Pandora Gilboa is another quality team. But uh, again, uh, I still think Lipsick's a good team going on to the year. I mean, I, I'm, if I'm any of these other teams in Northwest Ohio, I don't want to play, uh, play them because, I mean, <laughs> they have just as good a chance of yep. winning as anyone else. So, yep. I mean, one good thing about us with our Saturday game, I mean, obviously we were cutting the Buckeye game close Saturday, and, and Logan was getting married. Congratulations to you yeah. and Grace. Thank you, um, thank you. But, yeah, I listened to the Thursday night game with uh, – the Black Swamp uh, game cast, Coach Yunker and uh, Strock did a great job. Then Friday, my wife was, she works third, so she's in her third shift sleeping mode. So I had on 105 The Bull with Garrett in the kitchen. I had Michael Hearn on my laptop with St. Mary's and <laughs> Wapak. And then I had uh, Evergreen, or not Evergreen, uh, the next game that... Uh, Black Swamp did. Uh, Otsego and uh, LC. Center, yeah. So I had phone on one game, Hearn on the laptop, and Garrett Mansfield in the kitchen. It was like. <laughs> it's like the high school version of uh, March Madness. Yeah, yeah, you got absolutely. all these screens on watching all the games. Yeah. I was say, it's kind of what I do sometimes on Saturdays. I, you know, I'll put the TV in my living room on one, one, one station, and I'll put the TV in the family room on a different station. So much. I can walk between them sometimes and catch a couple yeah. different games, but. It's like yeah. high school red zone. That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what I had. It was awesome. Well, I think that's that, that just goes to show, I mean, it's great at all the coverage the games get now. Yep. I yep. mean, because back in the day, um, I mean, you basically had your AM, FM radio yep. stations, yep. and that was it. But couple, now couple you stations. 
Yep. Yeah. I mean, now you have those stations in addition to guys like you, Keith, and Tenor yep. Rams Live and Black Swamp Football yep. and um, even Liberty Center. They had they do a very nice job oh, with their broadcast, too. Uh, Archibald, Brian. Yeah. Or not, yeah, Archibald, Archibald Brian. has Row A Row Radio, yep. and Brian has their awesome yep. setup, too. Hicksville. So. Uh, Hicksville, yep. yep. So. There's just so many. It, yep. it, I think that's awesome to see. Um but I mean, it's great for the kids too. I mean, it gives God, these kids recognition, sad. and it allows allows fans to tune in. That I know personally, when I played or my brother played, we had family in Florida and stuff, mm-hmm. and they wanted to check in yep. and see how we were doing. So it's just awesome it to is. see in the community. Yeah, and it's awesome that you know you videotape and you know and with what we do, and um, you, know, you get to see the game too. Yeah, you know? so it's that's yeah. it's different than just hearing it you, sometimes. You you get to see and hear from people like especially on our Saturday game like shout out to coach Anderson, the old coach before coach Kraus like he was watching that game. Coach H was watching from Alabama. I mean, it's it's, it's you can reach a whole another world out there. It's just it's, it is great. So. And like you you guys said too. I feel like it almost adds like a you're adding memories too. I mean, you go back and uh, there's even highlights from I saw the one the Crescent News would do like yep. in-game footage. Yep. I would go back and watch the playoff runs we had, yep. and where we played Minster and Marion Local down at Wapakoneta. It's right. cool to go back and look at it. It's like, man, I look totally <laughs> different as a senior <laughs> in high school than I do now. So, I think that's always cool too. You yep. can go back and kind of kind of recollect on those memories. Yep. Yeah. But as far as any other games, I think that was pretty much. I think we kind of touched on all of them, but you know, then the obvious ones that went out there and took care of business, like you know, Antwerp took care of business. Um, you know, Edgerton took care of business, those guys. So, yeah, I mean, the, the far surprises, I think we touched on all those, but then the other ones that just. Yeah, maybe, there, there were quite a few blowouts last week, yeah. too, I thought. So, yep. And then the first week of the poll was released. So, the OHSAA poll and the uh, Martin RPI poll as well. Check out that if you haven't done so on the Black Swamp. Big shout out to Lynn, obviously, today. Um, but the Martin RPI. Uh, Brayton Martin does a fantastic job of breaking down, oh man, it's just fantastic. It's a good listen that uh, Black Swamp has on their podcast. So, um, has all his, uh, takes a little bit of consideration into last season's schedule and results to combine with this year's first two games. And he kind of has this awesome formula and reached out a ranking. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's cool, and I, I mean, just anything else. I mean, again, it's just another t- feature that is uh, yeah, showing off these teams yep. in Northwest Ohio, and I think it's kind of interesting how he takes, uh, for the first couple games last year's, yep. how they how performance and right. how they did yep. to kind of incorporate it into this year. So yep. that, that was a different take on it. Like, uh, just for us, Division 5, Region 18, got Elmwood number one, Liberty Center. This is Martin, the Martin RPI. Elmwood one, Liberty Center two, Coldwater three, Archibald four, uh, North Union five, Huron six, Eastwood seven, Tenora eight. This is state. I mean, at our region eighteen in division five, not yeah. not statewide, but uh, so we're eight. Larry Benton's nine, not Seago ten. So that's uh, Martin RPI, but he has every region and every division. So if anybody wants to check that out, fantastic. <laughs> you know, the other thing about the going back to LCC and Tenora really quick. I know we talk about it a lot, but you know, El- Tenora Revent, you know, had. Got a little revenge here for the two playoff losses uh, the last time they played. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> heartbreaker in 2010. Yeah, yeah, the heartbreaking one in 2020. AJ was there, so the sophomore, I believe. Yep, sophomore um, year. Lost 21-20 and a missed extra point. Yeah. And, and Lima Central know. Catholic's historically a, a yeah. tremendous program in football, yeah. too. There's, was, even though they're Division seven, they they're still a powerhouse. Yeah. And I remember talking about that game when it happened, 
you know, we talked about this should be like the state championship game. It's probably right. two of the better teams yep. in the state. And, and LCC yeah. went to the state championship game, didn't they, and lost? I believe so. I believe they lost. Yep. That's the um, game that uh, Landon broke his thumb. Yeah, yeah I believe, finger, right? Three plays before the that yep. kick. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we – anyhow, that was a revenge there. And then they the revenge the other <laughs> loss that was a year before, the year after, where they lost in the – they played them in the or Tenor actually won in yeah, the second round. Yeah, they won round. twenty twenty four fourteen. I would think that was yeah. the year before, or if not been, two years yeah, before, it been the year before. Yeah. Played them at Defiance, so yeah. um, you know, and that that'll be the that was kind of a one and done thing. Tenor is going to pick up Archibald next year in that slot. That right, that'll be interesting slot. to so, see. So Tenor is kind of like moving into the NWOAL sort of. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First three games are basically <laughs> basically going to yes. play just about as many yep. NWOAL play as we do GMC. So. Um, but yeah, that that would definitely be an interesting ball game to watch next year. It's an Orange Arch Bowl. That'd be, a new, that'd be a new matchup. Yep. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll move on. This week we're not actually doing an extensive uh, game recap. Um, I got married this weekend and moved into my house, so I was a little crunch for time. And actually, I was finishing it right up until the guys showed up. So uh, literally, so that w- we just did our little uh, abbreviated version of uh, some of the game recaps and games that stood out last week. Um, but looking at how, how we did for our picks, uh, Keith and AJ tied last week, both with 16 and four records, uh, man, Keith still continues to lead the charge on the year. And first, uh, AJ's in second, Tony's in third. I dropped a fourth, unfortunately <laughs> Bryce is in fifth. So, but I mean, we're all close. I mean, you look at it record to date, uh, I'm 44, 16, Keith is 50 and 10, AJ's 48 and 12, Tony's 45 and 15, and my brother Bryce is 41 and 19. So, I mean, still neck and neck. So, uh, we'll see who ends up uh, doing good this week and throughout the rest of the year. Rambo's helped me out one game there, so I got you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. I know it. Um, Keith and uh, AJ, you guys got any words for uh, taking taking last week? Not really. (laughs) I think some of the games, uh, you know, some of those that I thought for sure were going to go – you know, I did not think Tenora was going to uh, do what they did to LCC. I knew their offense was a little weak. I, I know their defense is great, but I thought with uh, the way Carson Parker was in his first two games, that it, he was just going to walk all over Tenora. But so Tenora shocked me. Uh, as far as some of the games that I guess I got right, <laughs> some of them were guesses, uh, but uh, just seemed to be fairly easy picks on most of those games last week. I think another thing, too, is both uh, local Northern 8 uh, football teams both came away with wins, Holgate yes, and Striker, so that's exciting that's to see, great too. That is. Yep. So uh, i got to ask, Keith, what is uh, your strategy to picking the games? I mean, you've been leading all year, so you, there's got to be a secret to it. <laughs> Actually, before most – some of these, like AJ said, you can just pretty much pick, but I do spend a couple minutes of research if I'm unsure. I'm sure so you we'll do. Talk about, we'll, we'll talk about that and when we get further into this week's yeah. upcoming picks, but – it's, I do spend a couple minutes. He ain't give away yeah, I was going to say, he just doesn't want to tell me his secrets to jump him in the, the uh, rankings yeah. for uh, picks. But, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, for the most part, we're all doing a pretty good job at picking them. Yep. So uh, yep. it's f- something fun it that is. we do each week. Absolutely. Good time. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's take our first break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Three Chord is a family-owned and operated business who offers the highest quality embroidery, screen printing, sign, and promotional items to customers in Northwest Ohio at competitive prices. Locations in Archibald, Napoleon, and Bowling Green. Check them out at threecord.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-O-R-D.com. For any of your auto body or collision needs, be sure to check out Bat and Stevens Body Shop. Voted the number one body shop in Northwest Ohio by Crescent News Readers. Give them a call today at 419-497-3111 to schedule your free estimate. 
Check out Tenora Rams Live. Live events broadcast on YouTube and post-game results, articles, schedules, and more can all be found on TenoraRams.com. Feel free to look up their Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages as well. Jimenez Basketball Academy strives to create an atmosphere to cultivate basketball fundamentals in Northwest Ohio youth athletes, offering one-on-one sessions, group sessions, speed and agility training, and much more. Located in Pettisville, Ohio, call Coach Jesse today at 419-551-8105. Back on the NW Sports Podcast, Logan Bailey here with uh, Keith Brown and Tony and AJ Fairchild. We're looking at player of the week from week four. Uh, a lot of good performances again, I, and I think this might be the toughest part of the whole podcast is trying to decide on just one player yeah, to get this. It's a good week three, no yeah. doubt about it. A lot of performances. So uh, I'll go ahead, I'll read through the kids that made our list, and uh, I'll list their statistics as well since we didn't um, give them during the uh, game recap. So without further ado, uh, Evergreen wide receiver Riley Dunbar, seven receptions, 119 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Edgerton quarterback Corey Everts, 15 of 21, 336 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, one rushing TD, five total touchdowns. Edgerton wide receiver Caden Pasillo, seven receptions, 216 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. Brian quarterback Jace Kepler, five of eight, 74 passing yards, one passing TD, uh, seven carries, 42 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Archibald running back Carson Dominic, 21 carries, 212 rushing yards, averaging 10.1 yards a carry, four rushing touchdowns, two receptions with 65 receiving yards. Uh, He had a receiving touchdown and five total touchdowns, which is a very impressive performance. Hearsville running back Owen Berner, 23 carries, 161 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and he added an interception on defense. Wasion quarterback Elijah McLeod, 12 of 23, 150 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. One interception, he had 11 carries with 48 rushing yards. Uh, Wasion wide receiver Jude Armstrong, six receptions, 72 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns, two interceptions on defense with a pick six, and four total touchdowns in the game, and another good performance by him. Striker Jacob Caldwell, quarterback, 18 to 26, 310 passing yards, five passing touchdowns with one interception. Striker running back Levi Barnum, Seven receptions, 170 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. Uh, and a running back changed it up a little bit this week <laughs> yes. with, uh, with receptions. Last week he had 300-plus rushing yards. Right. This week he's got receiving yards. So uh, <laughs> definitely a dynamic player. Antwerp quarterback Carson Ultimus, 8 of 9, 89%. 269 passing yards, five passing touchdowns. Antwerp wide receiver Landon Brewer, three receptions, 126 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. Holgate. Quarterback, Xavier McCord, 13-17, 258 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 10 rushes, 35 rushing yards, and he added two rushing touchdowns with four total touchdowns. Napoleon running back, Andrew Williams, 23 carries, 126 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, four receptions, 43 receiving yards. North Central running back, Joey Burt, 87 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Eden wide receiver, Caden Nestor, six receptions, 170 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Eden quarterback Kyler Sapp, six passing touchdowns, uh, 267 passing yards, and Delta running back Jeremiah Wolford, four rushing touchdowns and 173 rushing yards. So that concludes the list of players that made our player of the week. Um, and those were the some of the stats that we were able to collect or that we had sent in. So um, thoughts on some guys you guys were eyeballing for player of the week. Go ahead, go ahead AJ, you start. Uh, well, I was kind of looking between uh... – Corey Everett's and Carson Ultimus, looking at the, the sheer amount of passing yards those two had. Uh, Corey Everett's with 336 yards passing. Uh, Carson Ultimus, 269 yards passing. 
it doesn't really matter who you play. That's those are some incredible uh, yards there. Uh, granted, neither of these teams really played. You know, I mean, you look at the scores for both those games. They were. Uh, let me double check here on the Wasion game, or sorry, the. Uh, Let's see, who did Antwerp play this Antwerp week? Antwerp played Hilltop. They played Hilltop. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, so, you know, both teams blew out their competition. So it's hard to say that, you know, they did fantastic job this week compared to everybody else. But, uh, you know, any anytime, we kind of talked about it last time, anytime you put up 300-plus yards, uh, you did something right. So uh, either two of those guys would be would be a good, good candidate. Thoughts on some other players? Uh, for me, uh, of course, got to go with my – Player of the Year candidate, uh, Corey Everts. <laughs> uh, another fantastic job by Corey. Actually, that game was scoreless after the first quarter, and Edgerton scored 35 points in the second and third quarter. So uh, another great week by uh, Corey Everts. A um, couple other ones. Shout out again to the eight-man guys, uh, whether at Stryker and, and uh, Holgate. But uh, for me personally, uh, two things. Number one, we'll go with Wasian. One thing that stood out to me was Elijah McLeod. When you see his passing numbers, I, I, I see that. But for me, for them going forward, when I see McLeod, I see 11 carries, 48 yards. So that number right there, if he continues to do that, I think will kind of propel Wasion. We'll find out this week when I play Archibald. But um, Jude Armstrong, boy, six, six receptions, 72 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, um, Four total touchdowns, three on offense, one on defense. Um, he had one touchdown, I believe it was early in the fourth quarter, that if anybody watches game day, or not game day, but uh, NFL on uh, ESPN, they got the You Got Moss segment. Yeah, He had one of those catches, I think it was in the early fourth quarter, where he jumped over a guy in the back corner of the end zone, and it was just a fantastic catch. So I'm sure I'm sure that's available on YouTube somewhere. But uh, Jude Armstrong, great week. Yeah, I mean I thought the same thing too with uh, Jude Armstrong. And I mean we've saw him play against Tenor, and they made a couple spectacular yep. catches. Him and Sam Smith and Tyson mm-hmm. Rodriguez. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought right there too yep. with you, Keith. Tony, you want to tell your picks first? Yeah, I, I'm. I mean I think Jude did a great job. I mean obviously the two interceptions on defense, the one pick six, th- those are huge for a team. You know. To, you know, catching touchdown passes are awesome, but you know when you you take two interceptions and take one of them to the house, that that kind of that's the da- dagger that can really turn a ball game around. But I tell you what, that one one of these things that stood out to me was Ayersville's running back Owen Burner, twenty three carries and one hundred sixty one yards, and then he also had a pick on defense and two touchdowns. I, you know, it just we were just talking about it during the break, but where was he at in game one? You know, when that right. loss to Delta, yep. where was the? I think he had seven carries. Um, you know, where was he at in game one? I think game one's a different outcome if, if he's carrying the ball. I'm not sure what was going on in that game, why he didn't have the ball, but um, they've been kind of just looks like they've been feeding him the ball here lately, and, you know, he's been putting up some big numbers. But, you know, I, I just with, – with him and, you know, a couple like the other ones, you know, Carson Aldemus, I don't know how long he played, but 269 yards, five passing TDs in a, in a blowout win. But um, – you know, it, it's uh, it's neat to see these guys putting up some big numbers against some teams. And as we get into conference play, it'll be interesting to to yep. see, you know, what, how it continues. Yep, looking forward to conference play. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we – well, speaking of conference play, we talked about time and time again with all these conferences around Northwest Ohio. I mean, I don't know that there's one team that has took a leap above everyone else in the conference. I feel like all of them are wide open, and it's going to be who can uh, survive the gauntlet <laughs> week in and week yeah. out in each conference. Absolutely. Um, personally, for me, uh, going back to player of the week, uh, again, I thought Jude Armstrong, uh, what a spe- spectacular performance. But I also uh, – I like Archibald running back Carson Dominic. Yep. 21 carries, 212 rushing yards, averaging 10.1 yards a carry, four rushing touchdowns, two receptions, 65 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. He had five total touchdowns for the game. And talk about some of these running backs in Northwest Ohio. I <laughs> yes. mean, you, you'd name yeah. Burner and Carson Dominic, and uh, wow. I mean, they're just workhorses. Yep. I mean – on 21 and 23 carries, both those right. guys, I mean, they're putting up big numbers. And, I mean, to rush over 200 yards in a high school game, I mean, that's not very common around the area. Right. So, I mean, that was an impressive performance as well. Yeah, when Delta's running back, yeah, Jeremiah Wolford had four, Another four, four yes. touchdowns, 173 right. yards. And, I'm not sure right. how many carries. but yeah. And somebody that's really out of our coverage area a little bit, uh, Mason Oliver. He had 19 carries, 280 yards, five touchdowns. Wow. For the year, wow. for the year, this kid is averaging – 13.9 yards a carry, has 49 carries, 679 yards. Holy smokes. Through three games. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> where, is he, where is he from? Elmwood. Elmwood. Wow. We, that's wow. one of the – we, we watched him yeah. play in the scrimmage, scrimmage. and he, he was pretty impressive. I wow. mean, he didn't get – they didn't really showcase no, him all that much, but, I mean, even when he got the ball, the kid just ran hard. Yeah. But who did, who did Elmwood play last week? I, I'm not sure. I mean, that, still, regardless, wow. I mean yep. – to have that many rushing yards, <laughs> and well, last last year I believe he was over. Uh, was he did he cross the two thousand yard? I believe he did. Mark? So, yep. I mean, smokes. I it's just amazing to see what some of these running backs in the area do. But um, just quickly, hey, uh, just, it up. just a shout out to the college coaches. If you're looking for running <laughs> yeah, backs, no come kidding. to Northwest Ohio. We have some yeah, good ones. Right. Tons. I was or, just looking. Uh, it looks like they played Allen East this this past week. Okay. Here, so yeah, Martin Martin referring back to the Martin RPI. He has them ranked number two. And uh, as Division Five, top twenty-five, and I, I still said, and as far as Division eighteen and or Division Five, Region eighteen, I still think Elmwood and Eastwood are probably your top two teams. I mean, yep. we got to see personally Elmwood and Eastwood's been yep. doing pretty well this yeah, year too. Just on a, just a dress rehearsal, Elmwood definitely looked apart in the in the scrimmage that we saw. But it just goes to show how good <laughs> Northwest Ohio football is. I mean, that's one region and, and one division. But, yep. again, I mean, right. there's a lot of tough teams in, in the area. But um, without further ado, we'll go ahead and uh, I'll announce player of the week. Again, this was really tough. Um, we talked um, off air, trying to decide who it was. Kind of went back and forth between a couple kids. But uh, at the end of the day, we ended up going with Wasion wide receiver Jude Armstrong. Um, again, you have four four total touchdowns. Um, again, Keith was explaining his spectacular Randy Moss yeah. type esque yeah, type catch, great catch you know, on top of two interceptions on defense. So he, I mean, he was playing well both ways, and he had a pick six. So uh, Jude Armstrong, wide receiver from Wasion, is going to be our player of the week from NWO Sports, and the player of the week will receive a plaque sponsored by Batten Stevens Body Shop at the end of the year. So again, congratulations, Jude Armstrong. Let's go ahead. We'll move on to power rankings for week four. Um, so I haven't released these yet. Again, playing catch up, trying to get everything released. So this will be where the power rankings are first released. Uh, I'll go ahead. I'll break it down into sections, and you guys can kind of tell your comments on this week's power rankings for week four. Let's go ahead and start. Number 27, Hilltop. Number 26, Hicksville. Number 25, Fairview. Number 24, Swanton. 
Number 23, Montpelier. Number 22, Paulding. Number 21, North Central. And number 20, Ayersville. Thoughts here? Uh, we'll start off, Logan. Uh, for me, um, North Central and Ayersville, uh, good chance for them guys to move up um, here this week. Uh, feel bad for Hilltop. Just kind of <laughs> you look at their non-conference schedule, kind of like Tenora. Do they play the toughest non-conference schedule? Yeah. I mean, like as far as a smaller school, it just seems like, wow. Um, but for me personally, uh, North Central and uh, Ayersville uh, – could move up this week, but pretty, pretty uh, accurate ranking. I oh, yeah. go ahead. AJ. Uh, I, I just agree. I I think Arizona could be moving up the list here pretty quickly if they uh, continue to perform. I think two and one isn't very accurate for them. We were kind of talking about that a little bit ago. Uh, it, you know, if they had changed some things up, you know, with the offense a little bit in that first game against Delta. You know, you could be looking at a three and zero Ayersville team very easily. Uh, so it's it's hard to say that they're a number twenty team, but you know who knows. We'll we'll see how it goes here as we start conference play. And I I think personally looking at it, Paulding, I think I think they're going to shock someone in the GMC in conference play. I mean, we saw a couple yeah. games uh, against Arlington. They hung in yep. there. Um, I, I had a thirteen nothing lead. I yeah, believe, yeah, right? they did at one point, and uh, I can't remember the other game that they played for some reason slipping my mind. But uh, I mean. They weren't necessarily out of out of those other games. Delta was a little bit different story, but uh, I think Paulding shocked someone in the Green Meadows Conference. Don't ask me who, but I, I think it's someone. <laughs> they play, well, play Hicksville. Well, they got to play Fairview. Yeah, yeah. And Fairview. So, so. I mean, I think those are some evenly matched games. So, uh, yeah. obviously, 50% win, 50% lose. So Amen. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Let's go ahead. Let's look at the next section. Number 19, Delta. 18, Evergreen. 17, Eden. 16, Napoleon. 15, Brian. Thoughts here? For me, again, I'll start off. Uh, this Delta Evergreen game coming up, this is actually one of the better games in the area. Yeah. Um, both teams 2-1. and one. one of these teams is going to be 3-1 and one after four games. And no matter what team that is, they're going to be ecstatic. And the loser of this game is going to be 2-2, two and two, but you're really not going to be like disappointed by any means if you're two and two through the first four games, if you're Delta or Evergreen. So um, both those teams, obviously one of them's going to win. So somebody's going to move up there, but um, everybody else pretty well uh, ranked accordingly. Defiance one and two, little disappointing loss last week against Van Wert. Seemed like they moved the ball a little bit. Then a um, little insider information. They have a, I guess it's not insider information if it's in the paper, but a couple <laughs> couple people that uh, saw this kid play um, had a transfer. Craig Nichols from uh, Alabama. Oh, really? So uh, pretty high on him. At, so we'll see what he can do for the Bulldogs offense. So um, we'll see a defiance possibly pick up a win this week against Shawnee. Was he in the transfer portal? or I think he, I think he was. <laughs> The defiance recruit him to come like here. those LSU kids that want to transfer after their first game that they lost. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, pretty pretty uh, accurate ranking, I think. I was just kind of thinking Brian's kind of in the same boat as Ayersville. You know, their their one loss right now is to Van Wert. So, yep. if they played anybody else, who knows how that would have gone? They've they've done very well against the other two opponents this year. So, who knows? I think Brian could be moving up here pretty quick. And, Keith, I really like your comments on the Delta Evergreen. Um, I think coming into conference play, first game, I mean, someone's going to walk away 3-1 and going into conference play, and they're going to be riding sky high on momentum. And I I think whoever wins that game, I think – 
I think that's going to help propel them into and the I, rest of the conference. I think in our week one, I said that Evergreen would be three and one after four games. So I'm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty close so far. So I mean, far, we're yeah. looking good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think so. Me, I'm still flipping back and forth with my picks yet. A Delta Evergreen <laughs> game, I'm telling you. It's that's that's going to be a really good game. I, I hope somebody's covering that in the area. But for, for me, Logan, I'm going to jump just a little bit. I'm going to go down and pick up OG. Yeah. Um, but for me, OG has not performed this year. And with everybody leaving and, you know, the players not coming out and stuff like that. Um, personally, I'm thinking those guys are probably overrated right now. And, and OG guys are going to yell at me because I, I've been picking them, and then you picked them last week. <laughs> yeah, and, I did. Uh, but, um, you know, I think they're overrated. I think Napoleon might be a little overrated, especially with Ayersville, Delta, and Evergreen sitting below those guys at two and one apiece. So North Central, I think you're about where you're at being a brand-new ball club. But, sure. Um, but Ayersville, Delta, and Evergreen I think should be probably a little higher, in my opinion. All right, go ahead and I'll announce the next few picks here. Number 14, Defiance. Number 13, Wayne Trace. Number 12, Ottawa Glendorf. Number 11, Lipsick. And uh, we'll leave it there so I can announce the top 10. But uh, thoughts here? I uh, guess I jumped ahead. Yes, yeah, I, I grabbed, I grabbed Defiance. <laughs> That's there, all right, we're so, talking about them anyways. Um, Wayne Trace, one and one. And I, I guess in my eyes, they're like kind of. Oh, well, they're one uh, and two now. They're one, yeah, and two. one and two. Yes, one and two. I got the, I got the wrong screen out, my bad. Um <laughs> But uh, it's kind of an enigma. It's like offense seems to have stalled, can't hang on to the ball. They got nine turnovers in the last two games. Um, so we'll, we'll see where Wayne Trace. I think, I mean, for the most part, their defense is pretty right. well. I yep. mean, yep. all low-scoring right. yep. games, it's just yep. they got to get their offense around. Yep, yep. so they're lipstick, another disappointing loss, I guess. So they're one and two, but uh, yeah, conference play starts, so we'll see. Eric? all kind of fall through the next couple of weeks. And Tony, I wanted to go back to Ottawa Glandorf too. I think I think I thought coming into this year, obviously we knew they lost a lot of seniors, a lot of talent, um, a lot of good athletes, but I thought they'd be able to reload cuz Ottawa Glandorf seems like one of those programs right. year in year out that they they produce talent and yep. uh I I think it's just going to show. I mean, granted the the teams that they did play, they played an right. Eastwood team, a, a good Alida team. Um I think their their schedule's been tough, but I think they rattle off a few wins here in, in conference play, definitely. But uh, like you said, too, just not having the year that, that, that I'm sure uh, the whole Ottawa-Glendorf community thought they would. Right. I mean, and look at the schedule, go beacon ahead of the schedule this week, and they're playing, you know, they're playing at St. Mary's. So, I mean, it's <laughs> another tough game. Yeah, another tough game and, you know, very possibly going 0-4 to start the season. So, it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, honestly, though, it, I mean, if they rattle off some conference wins, it's Maybe they make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, now know. now with sixteen teams yeah. per region, I mean, there's some crazy stuff. <laughs> I would, I would can probably happen. say if OG gets four wins, they could probably make the playoffs. Honestly, well, we saw so. Delta last year. Delta, yep. I think, got in with yep. four wins yep. too. So I mean, wow. it's just crazy what can happen now when you have yep. sixteen teams getting in per region now. But yeah, uh, it changed it changed the whole dynamics when it went from eight to sixteen. Oh, it did because I mean, like I said, you, for your non-conference games, you can afford to schedule tougher opponents and take right. a loss. I mean, and and possibly benefit you because you're playing that tougher talent, right. and you know what you're going to get yourself into once playoff time comes. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead. Top ten here. So number ten, Crestview. Number nine, Edgerton. Number eight, Patrick Henry. Number seven, Tenora. Number six, Antwerp. Thoughts on this group. I think moving Sonora up, they, I think they deserve the jump. I mean, uh, coming out against LCC and, and, and 
taking him out like they did. But the one thing that still concerns me with Tenora, and Tenora fans can get mad at me all you want, is Tenora's offense is sputtering. I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not running at all. Um, last two weeks, you know, we had a pick six the week before against Wauseon, and this week we had two pick sixes. So um, we we got to find a way to to get that offense rolling a little bit. Yep. Um, agree with Tony 100%. Uh, kind of ironic that Tenora 7, Antwerp 6. Yeah. Both both teams <laughs> more than, well, well, we'll just not jinx anybody, but uh, things are looking good this week for both teams. Um, Tenora and Antwerp. Antwerp comes to Tenora next week, so we'll th- uh, see how things shake out next week for those two teams. Wasion, again, like I pointed out earlier, I, I see McLeod with those 11 rushes. Now, to me, at least looking from afar, he's not one that's going to tuck the ball and run. To see him, maybe something clicked with Coach Moore yeah. and the staff. Hey, if you run, this is going to open up this, this, and this, and this. So uh, big game this week for Wasion. So we'll, we'll see what they have. I think with McLeod from Wasion, I think we saw during the Tenora game and watching him firsthand is some of those uh, passes he threw when he was scrambling out of the pocket were, were pressured in, and they were not good throws. I mean, right. some of those led right. to interceptions, yep. but yes. that kind of shows me that he's willing to tuck the ball and take yep. those extra yards and not take those risky throws. And I think he's, again, he's still developing as a quarterback, and I, I think that's good to see if you're Wasion fans. Yep. All right, let's look at top five. So number five, Wasion, number four, Columbus Grove, number three, Liberty Center, number two, Archbold, and number one, Van Wert. Thoughts on the top five teams in the power rankings? Wasion's the sleeper there. You know, that could I see some other teams that could be in that ranking right there, but um, in my opinion, you've got it. Yeah, that, the top three there, it could be any of the three. It could be in either of the three positions. I think Liberty Center has been just dominating, and I think they're going to – I would love – I can't wait to see the Liberty Center-Van Wert outcome, see how that goes, because that, I think that's going to be the the fight for the, the conference there, and it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see where teams end up towards the end of the year when they start playing each other. You know, you got all these teams in the top here that are all – they all have to play each other yet. Yep. Uh, again, ironically, Liberty Center and Archibald's ranked next to each other. They play each other next week. So next week already? Yep. Gee whiz. Uh, another <laughs> A lot of big games early big on. Big game next yeah. week around the area. So uh, top five for me, uh, pretty accurate as well. Yeah, and I think Van Wert and the WBL, I mean, I think they're just continuing to – Stay yeah. on top of it. I don't see. I don't see Van Wert dropping. And no, I think they came out ranked what number two in the state. I believe I, it, it was pretty high. I, I just saw that the other day too. Yeah, and it's, I got so many. Like I said, yeah, Van Wert's number two. Cleveland, uh, Glenville's number one. Van Wert's number two in Division Four. But another thing too with Archbold, I'm really liking Archbold right now um, with their quarterback Cade Brenner. I mean, he continues to do well each week, and this week I believe he had another couple passing touchdowns, and right. he's he's continuing to be consistent. Yep. And I mean, we've said it time and time again, Archbold's going to be really good running the ball. We knew yep. that with the offensive line they were bringing back and the running back and Carson Dominic. But um, again, you add that passing attack that opens up your ru- yep. your running lanes, and uh, Archbold's doing that very well right now. And uh, I'm tell you what, I mean, Liberty Center Archbold that may be one of the games of the year, <laughs> like to go watch. I mean, <laughs> yeah. a lot well, of good athletes that, and uh, that's that uh, very good offensive and defensive lines yeah, too. That's, so uh, that's at Liberty Center. Everybody get over there and check out that new facility at Liberty Center. That place is going to be so packed. Yeah. Oh, that would be an awesome <laughs> oh, game word. to see. I mean, that, there will probably be – I don't even know there will be standing room be only there. Parking down at the Tiger Dairy Bar down there. Yeah. <laughs> Peace and <Ella> <laughs> No kidding. 
Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be an exciting game to go watch, and you know it's a rematch of the playoff game, rematch yeah, of the that's you right. know, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. um, you know, because Curly Roth. Archibald Archibald won the regular season game last year, and then yeah. the center beat him in the playoffs. Oh, then, you, you you know, know for sure there's going to be a lot of emotion. <laughs> oh game. man, oh. especially the I mean I feel like this is almost like a, a story, uh, the build up from last year, oh, right. the regular season, the playoffs, yep. and now you get part two this year. So <laughs> yep, I I think that will be awesome to see. One of the things hard for a coach in that situation is to try to keep everybody's you know energy level in check yes. so you don't go out and just probably by tuesday you know? at practice you're ready you're ready for game day you still <laughs> right. have three more days left yeah no kidding uh but yeah again um i think those top five teams ex- with the exception of wasion i feel like they're kind of a floater i mean i don't think they've really solidified a top five no. spot but it's like right. where do you put them you know it's, what i mean when you look at some of these other i would teams. say it's a maker it's not really make or break for wasion Obviously, they're one of the better teams in the area. But as far as our your rankings and our rankings, um, definitely a make or break for top seven, eight this week coming up for them. All right. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break to hear from our sponsors again, and we'll be right back. Fairchild Family Chiropractic aims to help families to get better together in the least invasive way possible. Dr. Fairchild focuses on the neck using the Blair Technique and Palmer Package adjusting to correct spinal misalignments. Located in Defiance, Ohio, call Dr. Fairchild today at 419-576-5070 to schedule an appointment. Josh Bush of Sam Schweitzer Realty is your go-to realtor in Northwest Ohio. Josh has a passion for our local community and is highly motivated to help you find your dream home, business, or farm. Located in Defiance, Ohio. Call Josh today at 419-789-1451. Northwest Ohio Basketball hosts premier basketball tournaments for boys in grades 3 to 8 in the area. Upcoming tournaments are right around the corner. Give them a call today at 419-283-5296 or check out their website at nwobball.com. Crystal Vasquez of Amerimade Realty is a top real estate agent in Northwest Ohio. Crystal's compassion and enthusiasm allow her to find that special property or house just for you. Located in Bryan, Ohio, give her a call today at 419-799-1243. We're back on the NW Sports Podcast, and it is time for the hot takes. So uh, this is definitely a, a, a favorite of ours, and I'm sure a favorite of a lot of their fans. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's get started with the hot takes here. Uh, first hot take, and again, these are all sent in. We're leaving them anonymous, so no one gets thrown under the bus. Or, <laughs> but uh, way to spark some good conversation. So the first hot take is Wayne Trace shocks a lot of people. Um, I, I believe that could probably be taken in more ways than one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <especially> very <laughs> vague. But um, yeah, I'm not sure what they mean by that one. Though. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I'm willing to bet, like as far as upsetting people or just playing well and and winning some games that quote unquote they're not supposed to um i think honestly if if wayne trace can get their uh offense around i think i think they're honestly probably if top 10 team in the area if they can get their offense firing like we know how wayne trace's offense has been in the past but but again uh i don't think so as of late they've just been having trouble with the turnovers on offense but uh defense has been playing great i mean we talked about that a little bit earlier uh, you guys got any thoughts on this? I mean, Wayne Trace. It's we, we've talked about the GMC, and it's just it's kind of like the NWOL. It's the Wayne Tr- the GMC is kind of I think in anybody's game, really, and um, just going to kind of see who rises to the top of the top of that. It's um, you know Antwerp, Edgerton, Tenora. Um, you know Wayne Trace is there. Harrisville's playing very well. Yeah, find out this. I mean, Edgerton travels to Wayne Trace. So, I know. I was going to so say we'll, big game we'll this see, week. Uh, we'll see what uh, 
Coach Flagel at Edgerton and uh, Coach Holden have for each other. But uh, I think Wayne Trace, like like we pointed out earlier, they just can't hang on to the ball right now. And yeah, if you average yeah. four or five turnovers a game, I don't care how good your defense is, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to come back and bite you. So Maybe, maybe that's what they meant, shocking people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the fans are shocked because they can't hold the football. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I read that. I kind of chuckled because I was yeah. like, uh, I guess I could be taken <laughs> multiple ways. But Because right. what is it, like nine? They've had nine turnovers the last two games? I would think Two weeks, so. I think. Yes. Yes. Nine. Yes. Yep. It's been a lot. But, I mean, if, if they can – Eliminate those turnovers, man. I mean, yeah. it'd be pretty good. I mean, it's we, we talked. It's hard to lose, hard to win a ball game when you're turning the ball over it that is. many times, yeah. you know. And yeah. and you look at the scores; they're not getting completely blown out. And you've turned the ball over five times. Right. And you look at you're still in a ball game. You turn the ball over five times. Yeah. Well, you look but, at on the flip side, their defense is creating a lot right, of turnovers right. too. So it's mm-hmm. like I, your defense is creating a lot of turnovers, but yet your offense is giving just a little bit more turnovers, <laughs> yeah. and you're losing the turnover battle. So. Right. Um, I th- I think Wayne Trace is a is a good team, but I think there's definitely room for improvement. Yep. Right. All right. Let's look at the next hot take. Wasion has the best defense in Northwest Ohio. Wow. Let me take bold that. statement. Let me, let, me, let me pull out. Let me pull out the Dwight Shrew. False. 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 Liberty False. Liberty Center defense is averaging two point seven yards against. Done. <laughs> Mic drop. Fold the book, case closed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you look at Wasion again. Jude Armstrong had two picks. I mean, he was our player of the week. Um, we saw him play against Snore, created some turnovers, but the best defense in Northwest Ohio. Wow, that's, that's a, well. That's what I was going to say. Are they talking about Northwest Ohio? Or did you forget to put the AL? <laughs> NWAL. I no, no. They said Northwest yeah. Ohio, not NWAL. Yeah, NWO. Not, not even the best defense in their conference. Yeah, yeah. not the best defense in the conference. And I'm sorry, but. Uh, Tenora, Tenora's defense right yeah. now is better than Wasion's. I mean, Tenora's defense won the game yeah. against Wasion. Yeah. So yeah, they've won the last two games. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So um, I'm sorry, but when you have a, a defense, uh, you know, like like Tenora's putting up, you know, they scored three touchdowns the last two games. Yep. Um, you know, I, and they don't. I don't think they're the best in Northwest Ohio. They might be good, yeah. but they got a little ways to go before they're the best. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get me wrong. They're my, they're not terrible by any no, means. No, no, no. We're I not think saying if you that look at it, they're, they're easily probably maybe a top twelve defense in yep. the area. I I would say that's that's fair within top twelve. Yeah. But we'll see once conference yep. play starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's look at the next hot take. Another defensive one and another bold statement here. Uh, a lot of Wayne Trace uh, hot takes sent in this week. So <laughs> Wayne Trace has a top five defense. Um, I don't know. Again, we t- we kind of talked about this one. Uh, their defense has created a lot of turnovers this year. The takeaways. Yes, the takeaways for that they've had through the first uh, three games. Um, but still top five. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just looking without even looking at anything on paper. Tenora, as Tony said, Liberty Center. Um, there's two right there. Um, Archibald, Archibald, pretty good. Uh, so uh, they're they're a really good defense. They top are five, they top are. five. Uh, bend or break it to six, seven, maybe. But yeah. they're they're really good. Like oh, yeah. I said, again, and we'll find out this week when, uh, like I said. Uh, Corey Everts and the Bulldogs come visit. So yeah. kind of put I mean, up or shot up on that comment. Exactly. I, I mean, we're, we've talked about, too, with uh, like a GMC player of the year candidate and Corey Everts. I mean, yep. if, if Wayne Trace's defense comes out Saturday or Friday 
and they put a stopping to Edgerton's offense, mm-hmm. then maybe start considering something like that. But yep. uh, again, well, I mean, I think this this Friday will tell us a lot about Wayne Trace's defense. Absolutely. I mean, I think Everett's has been averaging like five, six touchdowns a game, yeah, <laughs> and he's... probably four or five hundred yards a game too. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, we'll see. Let's look at the next hot take here. Uh, Paulding beats one team this year. Hey, maybe this is where they were talking about Wayne Trace shocks people. <laughs> Paulding. Paulding. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne Trace. <laughs> oh, ah, boy. I was kind of looking at their schedule going forward here. You, they play Fairview next week. So that, you know, that could be their chance to get a win in there. Uh, you know, they got to play Hicksville. It, they're both Fairview and Hicksville are 0-3. So who knows? Yeah. They, they, I could see them definitely getting more than one win, even if they, uh, you know, improve a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before, too. I mean, you look at in the Green Meadows Conference, so because they're in conference play, you look at Fairview, uh, Hicksville, um, I don't know, possibly Ayersville, but I feel like that's a that's really a stretch there. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, at least with, with Hicksville and, um, uh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank, Hicksville, I think they have a pretty good shot at it. And Fairview, I mean, I think that will yep. be another good challenge. So uh, we saw Paulding compete this year. I mean, again – yeah, they for all the turmoil they had right literally before the, the kickoff. Basically, they've probably obviously not the first three games the way you wanted them to go, but it's played Arlington to start. You lost twenty one twelve, came back, played Spencerville. You're up thirteen nothing. You lost thirty seven thirteen, and then last week versus obviously a much improved Delta team lost pretty significantly. But uh, I, I would say Paulding has a chance to win. Couple two three games as AJ said. Yeah, Keith, I like what you said too about like all the drama that they had over yeah, there. Those ki- those kids and athletes could have yep. just easily folded up, said, "Oh right. man, the season's over. Yep. We lost lost all this and that." Right. But uh, right. I mean, they've they've kept their he- heads held high, and uh, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they've marched through week after week, yep. and uh, I I think that they do get a win at least one this season. Mm-hmm. So agree. I think that's a good hot take. Um, I mean, again, um, the kids come out and they've been resilient. So yeah, absolutely. I like that one. Uh, next one, Grant Richardson of Evergreen is Defensive Player of the Year. Six sacks through three games. I'm going to go ahead and say Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, okay, six sacks through three games is fair, but, again, there's a lot more to it than just having sacks through yeah. three games. Again, you're also in the same conference as Owen Box, so uh, <laughs> who I believe was the, wasn't he the Defensive Player of the Year last year. In, in, oh, yeah. it was, was uh, uh, or Owen uh, Johnson. Or Owen Johnson, yes. yes yeah. Too many Owens on that. LC actually, team. actually, Bryce, my brother's hanging out with him at oh, Toledo. Really? They're both awesome. going to the university at Toledo. Awesome. So uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I guess Bryce was telling me he met up with a lot of kids he played with in, that's in good. last year. That's so, a good deal. Uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, again, too, you have even defensive backs. Like, look at Jude Armstrong, two right, picks, yeah. and he's a, he's just a ball hawk back there. And last year he was top in the area and uh, interception, one of the top ones in the area mm-hmm. and interceptions. And, uh, I mean, six sacks is impressive, don't get me wrong, through right. three games. But to be defensive player of the year, I mean, you got to look at other things too. I mean, there, I mean, you have your statistics, you have your sacks, your tackles, your right. tackle for losses, but there's also, I feel like, an it factor. Like, Yeah, yeah that's what I was I just going to say. Yeah, like there's the intangibles that you can't, Really right. put on paper. You know, you talk you, when you can talk about like a, a lineman for, you know, defensive player of the year. You think about people like, and I'm going to jump to college like Joey Bosa. Yeah. Um. You know, Chase Young. Those guys from Ohio State when when they played their their presence on the field. Oh yeah, teams feared those guys yeah, exactly. And uh, 
to be a player of the year, you've got to kind of bring that yep. presence with you when you step on the field, and, and everybody goes, uh, he's there. Yeah. You know, they're looking for They know where he's at every time. And, yeah, and that um, person may not even be – Top in the stats because you know they might be drawing a double team block, Correct. allowing other people in there. Right. So yeah, and we saw that with Tenora over the weekend here. How much pressure they were getting on the quarterback yeah. may not have been making those sacks, may not have been you know getting those tackles for losses, but they were forcing bad throws, forcing the quarterback to run out of bounds. Like they weren't necessarily there making the tackles, but and that goes for a lot of defenses. You start forcing changes in the backfield. Right. So and it's hard to put that on paper. To, to me, too, a true defensive player of the year is someone where the offense coordinators for the other team say, we are not throwing the ball near you, we're running the ball away, <laughs> right. and we're yep. changing our schematics yep. to right. because of your presence and because of your yep. athletic ability. I think if yep. you have someone like that that can make those offensive coordinators yep. change up their whole game plan, that's someone worthy of defensive player of the year. Yep. So Absolutely. I mean, you're always – you know that, that number, yep. that number, that person. Yep. He's number 33. You know where 33 is at the whole time. Yep. So, yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, not saying he yeah, can't. Evergreen, yeah. Evergreen just keep winning ball games. I mean, everything will take care of itself, really. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, six X through three games. I mean, so that's pretty impressive. It is. I mean, he's on pace all through three games. What, what would that be? They play 10 games. Yep. So, I mean, that's a lot of sacks if he keeps up that pace. But yeah. again, they still got to play an NWAL schedule. So, right. Liberty Center, Archbold, <laughs> Wasion, Brian even up there, too. So, yeah. it's against those big hogs that were on the front line yeah. at Liberty Center. We'll see what happens there. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, next hot take North Central makes the playoffs. Um, who wants to start with this one? I tell you what, at North Central, uh, you know, like we were just talking, being a start off team this year, first pro, first year in a program, and, and, you know, they're two and one, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. Anything's possible, with, like you said, with 16 teams. You mentioned that earlier, Logan, and and, and uh, it would, I tell you what, it would be awesome for them. Like Keith said, for oh, the yeah, to definitely. Feel, you know, hey, we're going to start a football yeah. program here, and to come out and make the playoffs first year would be just yeah. awesome. Anymore, it seems like, if you look at how the regions are laid out and with 16 teams, the mark that I feel like you have to hit for wins, if, if you even get 500 and you go 5-5, five and five, I mean, you're – I would say probably 60%, 60, yeah. 70% wow. chance of making playoffs. But, I mean, again, you can make it even with four wins. So, I mean, I mean like the like the, at least a bad thing for us here with North Central, look at their schedule, like outside of Hilltop, like their schedule is just, I mean, for us, not really recognizable. Like yeah, Adrian but, Madison, Fairport Harding, New Lebanon Dixie, Erie Mason, Summerfield. White, Whiteford, like you don't know who some of these teams are. The only thing with that is because they're playing so many teams out of state. Right. Is I don't know how that converts For to points. points. Yep. I don't know. I don't know how they transfer because Michigan's. I know rankings and uh, whatnot. I I don't know how that converts over to Ohio's point system. So. That would be a good question, I guess, or something to look up. Because I right. was looking at that too, Keith. I was looking. They yeah. had all kinds of teams. I mean, most of their schedule, they're playing teams from Indiana or Michigan. So, um, I mean, if, if those points are just as valuable as Ohio wins, I would say they they probably have a pretty good shot at making I mean, if you would have said, like I said, North Central 2-1 and one to start off the year as a first-year varsity program, that's excellent. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, I'll try and find something here. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you find okay. anything, Keith, let yeah. us know. I'm, I'm kind of curious on They're that, div- too. they got to be Division 8 almost, I yeah, would assume. I okay. think. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll snoop around here and see what I can find. North Central right now actually is number 7. Okay. This is uh, official, uh, well, unofficial official uh, Region 26, uh, Division 7. They are 
uh, ranked seventh. Okay. Actually, their uh, Lima Central Catholic is ranked sixth. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they see Caesar there somewhere. Yeah. So they must be. Kind of, yeah. Is that on Joe Itell then? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, yeah. Yep. I was just say I, I wonder they're if I looked on there. They're actually it, ranked ahead of Ayersville and Macomb. So wow. just to kind of lip six way down there, tied for 16th. So hmm. just yeah. to give a little balance there as to, wow. yeah, Joe Itell. Yeah, so that, that site's amazing. Yeah. That's kind of a go-to site um, as well. <laughs> to be ranked that high as a startup, that, that's awesome. Hey, yeah. Logan. You just found out how he picked Dix's picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oop, all right. Oops. No. I, uh, there's also another good resource. Uh, what is it called? Fantastic 50. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah. Yep. He, this guy, this is crazy. I don't know. He runs like, I think it's simulations of mm-hmm. games. And it it's it takes mock games. It takes all these things into consideration. It gives out percentages of what these teams win percentages are this each week. I believe last week he picked like some astronomical amount of games. I didn't see it. Out of the whole state of Ohio, correct. I think he picked like don't quote me on this. I thought it was like 80 plus percent of all oh, games in Ohio crazy. because of this formula that he, he, I think he's a math professor at a college, but um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I see what, I see what I could get going here. Uh, look at this. Yeah. But that, I, that's pretty cool uh, resource to check out too. I like to look at that quite a bit. So yeah, actually our state probably is the number one other, maybe Pennsylvania up there too, or in Texas. But uh, as far as high school, just the stuff that's available for high school and research and stuff is, just amazing so yeah. good job everybody out there yeah i just think that's awesome so yep. i mean you're so you don't just pick your teams by color <laughs> no <laughs> he, he does a blind draw from a hat and say oh i'm going this team this week got that coin out just starts flipping a coin for everything <laughs> all right let's move to the next pick uh you know here's a tenora one Sonora showed that they are not a team to forget about it will be interesting to see who separates themselves in the gmc in coming weeks um I mean, that I agree with, and I'll be the first to say uh, they have really <laughs> showed me up this year. I mean, I, I was probably their biggest critic all year, and, I mean, the defense has played lights out, and I'm excited to see what they can do the rest of the season. I mean, they're on a roll right now. I mean, you rattle off a win against a good Wauseon team, a good Lima Central Catholic team. Um I think they have a pretty good shot at the the GMC title now. I mean, I think now now at the beginning of the year we were kind of considering Antwerp and Edgerton, but now I think Tenor throws their hat in the ring too. So uh, thoughts on this hot take? Well, I think with this week with Fairview, this is a good week for them to try to dial in their offense a little bit. You know, they can test some things without the worry that they're, you know, end up throwing away a drive or something like that. You know, they can test a few things, figure out some of the kinks while they're uh, – their defense takes care of business on the other side of the ball. Cause you know, you're taking care of de- uh, taking care of the ball on defense against Wasion and LCC. I, I don't think they're going to have any problems with Fairview's offense. So I, I think this week's a great time for uh, coach Krause to really dial in that offense. Uh, for me, basically kind of exactly what AJ said, uh, just taking a couple more steps further yeah, defense is just playing fantastic. I mean, defense wins championships, <laughs> everybody said, in the 80s and 90s yeah, okay. up until the rules changes for, uh, you know, to benefit the offenses. But uh, I said earlier, um, defensively probably playing better than last year. Not as much talent, but just just playing, I mean, playing great right now. I mean, their defense is winning them games right now. Oh, they, yeah. absolutely. 100%, Logan. Um, two touchdowns versus LCC last week. Uh, one versus Wasion. Actually, that Caden Radzik interception, as the season progresses more and more, 
could turn out to be one of the better things that happened. Turn out kind um, of the turning point in their right, season. Absolutely. Just kind of lit a fire, and yeah. um, seems like since that touchdown, the Rams have played great, yeah, even I mean, on uh, yeah. offense, as AJ said. You can't average 150 yards a game and expect to, you know, go too far. But uh, uh, Coach Krause, like we said, 25 years, 71% winning percentage. He knows what he's doing. Um, so kudos to him. As Logan <laughs> said, we didn't know what to expect this year for Tenora. They just had mass graduation. I mean, all those first, second team GMC yeah. kids that graduated. There was oh, so much talent. Those on are the hard to replace. Too. No matter how many practices you do, you go through a couple scrimmages. But until you like get into a game, even though, like I said, practice, 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 couple scrimmages, until you get on that Friday night. It's just a whole new atmosphere, and uh, might have took the uh, week one clock cleaning kind of t- yeah. <laughs> to uh, get everything, get the cobwebs knocked around a bit. But uh, you couldn't ask for more than uh, what Tenora's done the last two weeks. Seriously. Um, well, we saw last year too. They lost. They dropped the first game yeah. close to Liberty Center. Yep. They rattle off nine in a row yep. to go into the playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter whether you lose it by a field goal or if you lose it by thirty-one points. Yeah. <laughs> you know, still, the loss is a loss. You, you right. run the table. You run the table the rest of the year. Yep. You're good to go. But um, for me, and we've talked about it, Sonora. Um, no, they're not a team to forget about. Their defense is going to play great. The defense is going to hold them in ball games. That front line, um, you know. Askins and Helmkey. Oh, he played great. And, and Shout out to them too, yeah, right there. They Doc played and House, fantastic. They, those guys played yeah, fantastic Saturday. this past week. Yep. And you know, we always talk about the linebackers with Geisinger and and Gus Weiler and and Rostai and but that the, those front guys played absolutely great this past week, and 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 they just kept you know putting pressure on. Unfortunately, Tenora's offense has yet to be. I mean, they they did they did put some yards on the board against Wasion. Um, yeah, a couple of big plays. But you know, it's um, I, I watched them play this last week, and, and their offense is, and I'm being honest, okay. I'm gonna people are gonna get mad at me, whatever. But Tenor's <laughs> offense is ferocious right now. I mean, they're they're horrendous. Um, they they they're, lived they're in not those, moving the ball. Yep, yep. Um, you know, defense is keeping them into ball games and, and helping them win ball games right now. But until they, they they've got to figure out but what they got to do there offensively because and we're just not getting it done. You know what? That last drive, another shout out here. Dallas Dockenhouse just got the ball and went straight ahead. He didn't care who was there. He just took it and went. Right. So that was a huge time killing. Even though uh, we didn't get the measurement call by an inch. <laughs> right. They're on that fourth and right. uh, one. But on that that last drive, Dockenhouse just he just got the ball, put his head down. And got you a four, three, six, five. It was it was a huge drive for him. So you know, and the Rams are always may, may have found something there. Maybe. Yeah, the Rams are always playing smash mouth football, yep. and then and I think we did kind of beat them down a little bit. Absolutely. Versus a you know the Liberty Center who had sixty eight kids and was kind of running yeah. kids in and out versus yep. LCC who only had forty kids, kind of like us, and they right. were weren't really running kids in and out the more than what we were, but. Um, you know, so that can be a difference too as we come into conference play, yep. and you know, you're not going to see those big teams maybe running kids in and out as much. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see what Tenor does, and I and I totally agree with this. We're going to see who separates in the GMC. You know, Tenor's got Fairview this week. You know, you don't want to look past anybody, that's for sure. Nope. But um, you know, one, the next week's game will be the one week at a time. Yeah, next week's game will be the true tell. Uh, next hot take: NWOL 
opens play. Uh, we'll see what Brian is made of against Archbold. Uh, that we will. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think we saw uh, Brian's faced a uh, tough uh, Van Wert team, and uh, really I didn't think they fared too bad against them, but uh, um, definitely a challenge this week. And uh, I feel like, for me, Brian has kind of been the last couple of years floating right in the middle, maybe borderline to that upper tier of the yep. NWAL. I mean, if they come out and they get a win against Archbold, I mean, maybe that could be something that propels that program to that next tier level. So um, thoughts on this uh, hot take? Um, pretty much agree with everything you said, Logan. Uh, <laughs> Coach Coach Redhead, uh, Golden Bears, two straight wins, had that rough opening loss, but seemed to rebound it. Um, close to a lot, probably 48 points a game, I would say, the last two weeks. So yeah. uh, competition's a little not up to Archibald status, but uh, – yeah, well, uh, we'll see what Ryan has this week. So, yeah, I mean, I think that one's pretty straightforward. I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, yep. it's yeah, yep. as simple as that. I mean, uh, see what Archbold does if they. I mean, I, th- I think Archbold's going to go out and take care of business, and yeah, Dominic's been doing well, and so if Brian can see if if, if Brian can shut down Carson Dominic, it can be a game changer. But they're going to have to find a way to stop him from. Yep. I guess it kind of goes both ways. We'll see what Archbold's really made of too. You know, if, yeah. if they're really as good as what they've. They've been looking, which it, I don't really doubt that, but, you know, things could change. I agree. Uh, last hot take, uh, not much of a hot take, but I thought <laughs> it was unusual someone sent this in. Um, Antwerp beats Hicksville. So, um, I, not to be mean, I, Hicksville, I have a lot of respect for Coach uh, Lucas Smith over at Hicksville, but uh, I think this one's a no-brainer. I think Antwerp walks away at the win. Yeah, I think this one's going to be over with quick. I, I, I I agree with that hot take. <laughs> yeah, yep, hundred percent agree with that one. Yeah, I, again, my, my biggest Lucas Smith fan. Um, I just feel awful for him, and uh, it's just a down couple years for him. Yeah, and Hicksville's, you know, they're in playoffs for year after year after year. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's like all it's, the Northwest Ohio teams are like they go that, they go know? through Fairview. Yeah. Fairview's in that rut right now. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Hicksville's right there, but. Uh, Coach Smith, he'll have him ready to, you know, to go Friday night, and uh, best of luck to him. All right, that concludes our hot take section. Uh, last section of the show here, we'll go ahead and we'll look at our week four game predictions. Uh, first on the slate, we'll look at is Brian two and one at Archbold three and zero. Again, we, we kind of had a preview of this as in our yeah. hot takes, yeah. but uh, man, uh, I mean Brian. They're a good team, but I think Archibald's just going to be too much. They're developing their passing game, and Carson Dominic is one beast of a running back. So, I mean, yeah. good luck stopping them, um, especially with their, their passing attack developing as the season goes on. I'm going Archibald. Um, I think Brian gives them a little bit of a struggle maybe early on, but uh, I think Archibald comes away with the win. Yeah, I talked about this game previously. Uh, took Archibald. Uh, kind of just like getting the engine started for uh, league play. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to Archbold. Uh, wow. Archbold is going to take this one away. Yeah. Archbold at home, I think this is going to be too much for Brian. Um, first league game. And Bryce had Archbold, and he also made the comment he's riding Archbold the rest of the season. So <laughs> he ever since that barstool, Archbold barstool post, uh, he uh, is a man of the people, and he is going Archbold, and Bryce is having fun with it. So He's not going to bail like I did on OG. <laughs> no, he, he's ride or die Archbold this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he stays true to his word as the season goes on. So 
Let's look at the next game. Delta 2-1 and one at Evergreen 2-1. and one. Again, I think this is a very interesting game. Uh, I feel like, honestly, on paper, you have two pretty evenly matched teams. But, again, uh, we've been talking very highly on Evergreen all year and Coach Karchner. And, like I said, I had, a, I had a chance to talk to him personally. I like a lot what he's doing there. I mean, he, he's flipping that program around uh, 180 degrees. Um, I think this game's close. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I was kind of back and forth a little bit on Delta Evergreen. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm going Evergreen on this pick. Yeah, I took Evergreen as well. Like I, like Logan said, this is this is probably one of the better games in the area. And one of these teams is going to be three and one. One's going to be two and two. And the loser can't be disappointed whatsoever. So uh, Evergreen. I went with Evergreen as well here. I think I'm going to put my prediction out there. I think it's going to be less than 10 points. That's, that's going to be my over under is 10 points. You think? <laughs> I don't I think know. So. Our, I think they're going to hold. It's Delta, going to Delta threw up 50 plus against Archbold and Evergreen. Uh, they've been scoring quite a bit too. So. I don't know. Maybe, well, I guess, maybe sorry, my over not my over under, but the spread. I should say the spread okay. would be ten. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm, t- I'm taking Delta. I, I I had Evergreen in there, and I went back and I changed my changed my pick to Delta. I think uh, I think Wolford's going to run for over 100 yards, and that's going to be the difference in the ball game. Bryce had Evergreen, so Tony was the only one that went different. So that could be a game changer. I don't know, Tony. I might jump you this week. We'll see. Uh, let's look at the next game. Edgerton three and zero at. Wayne Trace one and two, um, man. I think this this would be an all right game to watch. But again, Wayne Trace's offense has really struggled with the turnover battle, um, and their defense is okay. But again, I think we're really going to find out how good that Wayne Trace defense is against uh, Edgerton's offense. You know, quarterback Corey Everett's and a uh, good wide receiver in Caden Pasillo. And uh, I don't know. I, I I think Edgerton wins this one. Uh, I'd buy a couple scores. I took Edgerton as well. Um, anybody have a spare phone they can bring? We can bring up My Sports Live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> check out this game during our yeah. <laughs> during our broadcast. Uh, yeah, this is a very interesting game. Um, first true test, I think, outside of the week one versus Eden for Edgerton. So uh, I took uh, Coach Flagel and the Bulldogs. Yep, I'm going with Edgerton as well. Yeah, it's uh, this one. I think Edgerton's got it. I picked Edgerton, but I, I think Wayne Trace. Uh, uh, Logan kind of touched on it there. The, the turnovers. If if Wayne Trace can create turnovers, it's going to be it's going to change the game. And I did but so far. I think Everett's has done a good job of taking care of the football, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I don't. I can do a quick check and see how many he has. <laughs> but you guys can move on. I can just. I can look. Yeah, and, and Bryce had Edgerton as well. Um, so Edgerton across the board from all of us. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I think that I want to be a good game to kick off conference play in the GMC. Yeah, Corey's got nine touchdowns and does not have an interception thrown yet. Right. I, I mean, that's very efficient too. Yeah. I mean, but again, they, they did play a weaker non-conference schedule. I believe yeah. the only team that was somewhat challenging mm-hmm. was Eden yep. that first game of the season. So uh Wayne Trace is a decent – they're a good team, decent team. So, uh, I think it's Edgerton's first real challenge since probably week one. Yep. Uh, next game, Paulding 0-3 at Ayersville 2-1. Uh, we talked uh, how Paulding's been resilient this year, but uh, I, I don't think they get their first game, first win this week. I think Ayersville's been showing improvement week after week. Um, yep. I'm going the pilots in this one. As AJ said earlier, Ayersville's one play away from being 3-0. and uh, Take uh, Coach Mickey and the pilots. Yep, I yeah we kind of talked about that earlier as well, and I'm going with Arizona yep. for sure. Yep, 
I'm with Ayersville as well. I, I think Burner's going to have another big day. And Bryce took Ayersville as well. Ayersville from all of us. Next game, Patrick Henry 2-1 and one at Swanton 1-2. and two. Um, Though Swanton's coming off a win, uh, Patrick Henry's offense, I think, is going to light up the scoreboard. I mean, you got Nash Meyer, Landon Johnson, uh, Aiden Berriman. Uh, I think they're just way too much for Swanton. Um, but I, Patrick Henry, Patriots, uh, take the win to start conference play. Yeah, I took PH as well. I can't tell you the last time uh, PH was shut out. So Coach uh, Coach Enselman's going to take out some frustrations, I think, in the first <laughs> half against Swanton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Patrick Henry. Yeah, PH, I think, uh, like Keith said, did the, you know, last week the, their only loss is the Columbus Grove by, by a touchdown, you know, 7 nothing. so I think they're in good shape. And Bryce had Patrick Henry as well. Uh, next game, Fairview 0-3 at Tenora 2-1. Um, go ahead and say it right now. I'm picking Tenora. So <laughs> first time I'm picking Tenora all year, and uh, I may pick them the rest of the year too. So they, yeah, You can't jump on the Tenora bandwagon yet, Logan. Come on. <laughs> they, they've proved me wrong through, uh, oh, I guess the only game I didn't pick against them was, uh, I believe, Liberty Center. But uh, they proved me wrong the last couple of weeks, so uh, I'm riding with Tenora. So I'm, I'm going with Tenora this game. Yeah, this is one of those things where you keep – Picking against Tenora, so they win, or <laughs> yeah, do I, yeah. or do I pick Tenora? <laughs> but yeah. I, I uh, took Tenora. Um, uh, boy, Fairview averaging a hundred yards, hundred and eight yards on offense. Rams one fifty nine. So we'll see uh, which team lights up the scoreboard. <laughs> but I took the Rams. Yeah, I'm going with Tenora here. I, I went with them during LC or you know the first week there against LC, and didn't expect LC to be you know, destroying Tenora like they did. Uh, then I kind of was like, okay, maybe Tenora's not going to do that well. So I went against them the last two weeks, and then <laughs> they've proven me wrong the last two weeks. So I'm, I'm going with Tenora. Yeah, it, um, we'll have to see what Tenora's offense can do because I don't think they're going to come away with, you know, two picks. Um, I could be wrong, but, so, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows. But uh, my, my pick's Tenora. And Bryce had Tenora as well. Tenora from all of us. Next game, Hicksville 0-3 at Antwerp 3-0. and um, We talked about this in the hot takes. Um, I think it was just to get a chuckle out of someone. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why, but I think Antwerp wins big. Uh, no offense to the Hicksville Aces. I mean, again, we talked about teams going in spurts, but uh, I don't think this year's the year for the Aces. Um, I'm going the Archers in this one, and they win big. Yeah, follow off what Logan said. Archers big at the half yep uh, Antwerp as well yep I think Ultimus is going to have another nice day and Antwerp from Bryce too uh, next game Ada one and two at Lipsick one and two um, though Lip I'm surprised Lipsick is one and two but yeah. again they played some tough teams um, I think Lipsick is still a very excellent team I think they win this game and they win pretty big I'm going to Lipsick yeah I took Lipsick as well yep Lipsick for me here too Lipsick as well. And Bryce had Lipsick too. So Lipsick again from all of us. Uh Allen East two and one at Crestview, three and oh. Um Go ahead, Logan. You're the you're the, uh, out, you're the yeah. outcast. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking at this game. I I did some research on this and my thought coming into this game, Crestview's three and oh, Allen East is two and one. I thought some of the competition Allen East played to start the year was a little more tough, and they were in some ball games. I think Crestview blew out a couple teams. The real only challenge I feel like Crestview had was the Wayne Trace game, and I thought they would perform maybe a little bit better, but um, 
Uh, I was really back and forth, but I'm going Allen East. Uh, I know you guys may think different, but uh, we'll, we'll see here. Well, the Crestview-Wayne Trace game was the one that had nine combined turnovers. True, yeah. So, you know, you never know. Um, you, you could be onto something there, Logan. Yeah. I uh, picked Crestview. Yeah. Uh, I, I took Crestview. Yep, Crestview. And Bryce had Crestview, too. But, again, I got to gain some wins somehow. Yeah, gain so. wins somehow. You can't pick the same everybody. <laughs> nope, nope. I got to I gotta be uh, pick a couple different wins uh, or different teams in order to uh, jump the, the line here. So We'll let Keith go first in this next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, next game, Northview, 2-1. and one, At Napoleon, 0-3. Oh um, I know, I guess it was you again. Wow. You're out, you're, I was looking at the next, I was, Oh, I yeah. That. I skipped that one. You're out on your own. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm on the island again. I was looking at my picks, and I was like, what? what? Okay. I do remember this. So, I, again, I kind of looked at this as well. I think Napoleon I – I really don't think Napoleon's a bad team. I think they've had a tough break. I think they're coming around, but still uh, just aren't quite there yet. But I think this is the week they get it done. You know, they're at home. Um, I'm going Napoleon this week, uh, so – Napoleon Wildcats, don't let me down. I need you guys to win. <laughs> I'm going to Napoleon. Yeah, Coach Swery, they really haven't. I mean, unfortunate 0-3 starts for them over at Napoleon, but uh, taking Northview myself. I'm going with uh, Napoleon – or, sorry, uh, Northview here. Come North on, AJ, you don't want to come, come to Napoleon side <laughs> over here? I just – I don't think they've got it yet. You know, like you said, they're they're on the – you know, they're increasing their, their – uh, their abilities a little bit, getting a little better each week, but I just don't know that this week necessarily is it. Yeah, that was one of my toss around too. I think you know Napoleon at home. I liked him at home, but I I, I think I'm going to stick with my pick and go with Northview. And Bryce had Northview as well, so I was the oddball on that one. Next game, Van Wert three and zero at Wapakoneta two and one. Another interesting game we talked about back and forth. Um, Keith, why don't you start this one out? Here you go. Here's the game <laughs> oh, that uh, yeah, Keith this is, See how good his, t- his, uh, <laughs> his insight is. Yeah, I took Wapak. I mean, Van Wert, I believe I said, is number two in the state. Wapak coming off that huge upset uh, in overtime versus St. Mary's. I think they're going to springboard that into a home victory over Van Wert. Ooh. So I'm taking uh, Wapak. I don't know. I think this is a really good it game is. to watch. It's really, this week. It's really I mean, good. Game. Both yeah. both are quality teams, but uh, again, uh, some of the players that Van Wert has are phenomenal. The Aiden Pratt kid at oh, quarterback. He's had, he's had a hell and, heck of a year. Uh, they're, they're running back. They have a trio of wide receivers that are mm-hmm. excellent as, as well. So I'm I'm going Van Wert. Um, I think the game's close, though. I think it gives. Uh, I think Wapakoneta gives Van Wert a run for their money this week. I think this is the week we'll. We'll see what Van Wert's really worth. Uh, I, I think Van Wert's going to pull it off, but I agree. I think it's going to be close. I, I don't think so. I think Wapakoneta's going to get beat. I think they've had a big win last week, and I think Van Wert's just going to come out there and just take care of business, you know. So I'm with Van Wert. be a nice crowd over there. Oh, Wapak. I would have so. It should be just yeah. packed. It's a nice place, too. It we, is we, great. We had, yep. we had a tournament games yep. down there. It's yep. a beautiful place. Uh, Bryce had Van Wert, too. So uh, Keith was the odd one out on that one. Uh, next game, North Baltimore one and two at Hilltop zero and three. Uh, <laughs> this how about this Tony? One <laughs> this one mine. Uh, I think this is the week that Hilltop gets it done and, and finds their first victory. They break that losing streak. I just said I don't know. I just got a feeling. Uh, I'm probably I'm probably way way out there on a limb, but I think um, you know Hilltop's. Uh, I think they're gonna have to win eventually, and, and uh, I don't know. I just kind of threw it out there. You know, I will say I think this is the first week that we've had three different guys pick 
against everyone else <laughs> right. in three different <laughs> yeah. games. So yeah. I thought that that's pretty interesting. But uh, I I don't think Hilltop's going to get it this week. I'm going North Baltimore. Yeah, pulling for Coach Massey. I believe it was Coach Massey at Hilltop, uh, but I took uh, North Baltimore. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with North Baltimore. And Bryce had North Baltimore as well. Next game, Ottawa Glendorf 0-3 at St. Mary's 2-1. Um, I'm going St. Mary's. Uh, I was burned by OG last week. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I can't go with you this week. I'm going St. Mary's this week. It's Boy, this is one of those. You, I, you think St. Mary's <laughs> should win handily. I mean, I don't think OG's 0-3, but uh, yeah, I took St. Mary's. I was actually thinking uh, you had asked if we wanted to put any hot takes in this week. This is the first week that nobody has gone with uh, OG, and this will be <laughs> the, the yeah. week that OG <laughs> pulls it out. That's true. <laughs> but I agree with you, Keith. I think uh, St. Mary's should run away with this one. Yep. Yeah, I got St. Mary's as well. I've stayed away from OG. <laughs> and Bryce had St. Mary's as well. Something about St. Mary's I didn't realize that I believe it was Michael Hearn put a picture on – whatever social, I think it might've mm-hmm. been Twitter or whatever, that you can actually watch games from the railroad tracks at St. Mary's. Did you see that? Picture? I did not. I've never been to actual St. Mary's field, but uh, we doing there right? was a picture of all these fans, like standing <laughs> on the edge of a railroad track, like up on a hill watching the game. Hopefully they're not used. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I, I wonder if I could find, it. I think it was on his Twitter, but I thought that was really interesting as far uh, as a, a playing field. Yeah. He covers St. Mary's. So uh, yeah, I'll have to yeah. give him a shout out or check uh, that I'll, out. I'll that'd that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great podcast too with around yes, the does. Herd, so Absolutely. that's something I tune into yeah. regularly. Yeah, Michael does a great job. Is that considered the cheap seats? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess you don't have to pay. I guess oh, there's there's no no train train yeah. So I guess as long as you're not dodging train traffic. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game, big game. Um, wow. I this one I think is going to be a good one. It's going to be our NW Sports game of the week. Liberty Center three and zero at Wasion two and one. I mean, talk about a big game that's going to decide the fate of. Could potentially be the rest of the conference play. Yep. Um, again, we kind of saw some of Wasion's weaknesses against Tenora, but uh, I just think Liberty Center is going to be a little too much for Wasion. Uh, I'm going the Tigers. I took the Tigers as well. But, yeah, this is one of those games. You, you, you think that LC should win just because they're defensively so dominant. Mm-hmm. Their offense – should be good. You got Matthew Orr and Zyder back there. Um, flip side, as we said, going into our game at Sonora versus Wasian. Wasian just has so much offensive power. Can they put it all together against this dominant defense? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. That's a really intriguing. Another game that's, like we said, this is going to be such a great venue atmosphere-wise. The sun goes down a little bit earlier, about mm-hmm. 8 o'clock. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's going to be packed house over there. I, I'm taking the Tigers. I don't should know be, should be a, I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, man. I was just going to say, I don't know that Liberty Center's defensive backs have been truly tested by anyone in the in the passing game. Like, Wasion's going to test them. Yep. So, I mean, I think that's that'll be uh, – I'll be curious to see how that turns out. I, I think, personally, I think uh, Liberty Center, this is going to be – not as close as everybody thinks it's going to be. I think Liberty Center is going to go in there and take care of business. I think Liberty Center's front def- defensive front is way, way too strong for what we saw against Tenora. And um, I think Zyder's going to, you know, have a big day. Um, you know, I, I, just, I just personally think Liberty Center is going to take this one handedly. 
I agree with you, Dad. I, I think Liberty Center is going to walk away with this one. I, I think the the true test of the conference is going to be next week. Liberty Center versus Archbold. I think yeah. that's going to be the true test. That will yes. be a really so, good game. Yes. I think this week, Liberty Center, they're going to have a good test. You know, They're going to kind of see where they're at. Uh, but I think they're going to win it. I don't think there's even any question in my mind, at least, that, that they're going to walk away with the win. Uh, curious how things develop for next week, though. And Bryce had Liberty Center as well. Actually, found you have that, something to say, Keith? No, I, was, I found that picture that Michael shared. It, 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 it looks like it? it's, it's like. Is that at St. Mary's? Um, I, I could have swore he said I, it was at St. Mary's. It just says, great to be seeing fans back on the track. So I don't. I, I think it's St. Mary's because it's, I, I. You're like looking in the. You're over the back of the end zone. So you're looking at the tracks at kind of the corner of the end zone, I guess. Yeah. But it was very. It was just interesting. Just, I was like, I've yeah. never seen a field where you could that's, that's be awesome. elevated <laughs> like that and watch a game from the railroad tracks. But uh, I guess there's there's some interesting fields out there. That's that's great. Next game, Tuscar. Okay, excuse me if I pronounce this wrong. I've never heard of the school, but Tuscarawas Central Catholic, two and one at Montpelier, zero and three. Um, I had to do research on this because I had no <laughs> idea where the school was or what or what it. I and honestly, I still can't even tell you where it's from, uh, but. Uh, they have a two and one record, and I'm gonna go with Tuscarawas Central Catholic. <laughs> Anyone else have any comments? <laughs> I'm taking TCC. <laughs> How about yes? Uh, that's much better. I, I'm going with uh, I guess TCC as well. <laughs> yeah, same here. I, I just think this isn't the week for Montpelier yet. And Bryce had TCC as well. Uh, next game, Groveport Madison in Michigan, one and two at North Central, two and one. Um, again, uh, North Central proved proved us wrong last week. I'm going North Central Eagles this week, so uh, I think they I think they're three and one after this week. So, which is shocking to say a, a see our program in their first varsity season three and one to start. Wow, what a what a way to start yeah, the year! But yeah, we'll I, have to wait and see. But I'm going North Central. Yeah, I took North Central as well. It kind of just took care of business last last week. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I, they had pretty big leads to half, I believe. So, taking uh, North Central, keep the train moving. Yeah, I'm going with North Central here. I would love. I can't wait to see them build their program more, and I think this is a great start to their first season. Uh, and then going to the the TCC there, I look, kind of just googled them real quick. They're over just south of Canton, so they've got a, okay. a heck so of that's a, a long drive. heck of a trip Jeez. for this game. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's a long bus ride. Yeah, very. <laughs> I don't know anything about Groveport Madison, so um, basically, I, and I picked North Central because I think they're playing well right now and. Hopefully they'll keep it rolling. And Bryce had North Central as well. A couple more games on the list here. Northwood two and one at Eden one and two. Uh, this one I thought was kind of an interesting matchup. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of weird seeing Eden one and two after the season they had last year. But again, they lost a couple of re- a few really good athletes, uh, three first team All State players. Um, but I think Eden gets right back on the good side of the uh, scoreboard and uh, I think they end up with a win and they they beat Northwood I took Eden I just don't see Coach Owen and the Blue Bombers being a one and three so uh, I took the Bombers yeah I kind of agreed with you there Keith I I, I don't see them going one and three to start the season so I, I went with Eden and I'm just the opposite I think Eden's got struggling a little bit to get things moving here this year with the graduation and trying to get things fixed I think I, I took Northwood so I went against everybody here and Bryce said Eden as well. So Tony was uh, he picked against the grain on that. I'm one. either going to jump out in front or That's fall right. behind. <laughs> I we're risking all the biscuits. 
Uh, next game, Defiance one and two at Lima Shawnee one and two. Um, another interesting game. Um, I think this one could honestly went one way or the other, but uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of Defiance this year. I think they're showing some improvement. They're uh, competing a lot more with teams that I would have never thought of. Um, like, I mean, though Van Wert game I believe was like thirty six nothing. Yeah, that was I would yep. if you would have asked me last year, I would have said holy. Like, I'm, their score was a lot greater right. last year, yep. and same with St. Mary's too. Yep. Years past, they lost fifty something to nothing. But I mean, honestly, a few plays against St. Mary's if they punch it in the red mm-hmm. zone, I mean that's a whole different game too. Take yep. a couple plays away. So uh, I'm going Defiance Bulldogs on this one. I think they they get their second one of the season. I'm right with you, Logan. I took uh, Bulldogs. Coach Cooper going to rebound. Uh, had the Bulldogs at two and two. Um, they're moving the ball offensively. I mean, you got Brez Zippel having a pretty decent year, and you have this uh, new kid coming in, Craig Nichols. So, uh, Coach Cooper took the dogs. Yep, I'm going with Defiance here. I took the Bulldogs as well, but I was, I was kind of on the fence here. I seen Bryce pick Lima Shawnee, and yeah. it intrigued me a little bit. And then, <laughs> um, you know, with Defiance on the road at Lima Shawnee, I just, you know, it was uh, that was kind of the the tilter for me, the defiance on the road. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm with you guys. I think, uh, coach Cooper gets things righted here and moves him to two and two. And Bryce had Lima Shawnee. So again, another pick, uh, will either help him or hurt him a lot. <laughs> uh, last 11 man game, Delphus Jefferson one and two at Columbus Grove two and one, um, Delphus Jefferson, they lost to Ayersville earlier. So it's a team that we, we saw them or saw the box score and saw right. how they competed against a team that we cover, um, I think Columbus Grove wins big, so I'm I'm going uh, the Bulldogs. I took Columbus Grove as well. When you see Delphus Jefferson, like at least for me mentally, I think Delphus Jefferson from probably 10, 15 years ago, and you think, hey, they're this powerhouse. Eh, they're kind of going through a little uh, change and, and whatnot as well down there. So Columbus Grove. Yep, Columbus Grove. Columbus Grove for me. And Bryce had Columbus Grove. So Columbus Grove from all of us. Couple of eight man games. Uh, another kind of weird name to pronounce. Washtenaw, zero and one. I get at Holgate one and one. Um, I'm going to go Holgate on this one because I don't know much about the other team to be honest. <laughs> and uh, Holgate's coming off a win last week, so uh, I'm going Holgate on this one. Uh, piggyback with Logan said uh, everything. Taking the Tigers. Yep, going with uh, Holgate. Yep, same here. And Bryce had Holgate. Uh, last game here, Waldron, Michigan, 0-2 at Stryker, 2-0. Uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of the Panthers this year. I mean, um, wow, Levi Barnum, he's an excellent athlete. And I, I still would like to get up to watch an eight-man game on yep. Saturday to see Stryker play and even Holgate play. Um, some of these kids that are playing are doing an excellent job. Um, but I'm going Stryker. I, I think they, they win pretty big. I took Stryker as well. He got uh, Caldwell and Barnum just lighting up the scoreboard. So yep. uh, pulling for both these eight-man teams, uh, I took Stryker. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Stryker as well. I like what I see from them. Same here. And Bryce had Stryker too. So uh, picking the the coverage teams, Holgate and Stryker from, from all of us. So it's good to see. Um, well, guys, that's uh, that concludes the podcast. Do you guys have any closing thoughts going into this week? 
No, it's going to be an interesting week, starting conference play all the yeah. way around, and I think it's going to be an interesting week. This is a, this is a one hot take there. We'll see who kind of rises to the top here yep. as, as we start going through this. And um, it'll get interesting real quick, you know, yep. week one, and then you move right into week two, and then teams start hitting bigger, you know, Tenora's going to play Antwerp, Archibald, you know, and then it's, it's just yeah. going to start. Each game rolling. keeps getting yeah. bigger and bigger yeah. as the year goes yeah. on. You know, then as you win, I mean, you oh, hey, I beat Archibald, or hey, I beat Liberty yep. Center, and uh, then you look down the you – know, well, I still got to play Wasion, or I still got to play – Archbold, or I still got, you know what I mean? It's this um, kind of a never ending battle. And with the Rams, you know, the Tenor on the DMC side, you beat OKC. So you beat Antwerp. Well, he's still staring down the barrel of Edgerton or, yeah. you know, whatever. So I mean, it's whatever team it is, but um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Next week when we come through here, it's going to be week five, halfway through. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's hard. it's just hard to believe. It seems like just the other day we it's, did our preseason podcast yeah. too. We we're getting here <laughs> and it was like ninety degrees in the building. Yeah, literally like a month ago. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, a lot of good matchups this week, and looking forward to even better matchups next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we would just like to thank all of our sponsors: Three Chord, Bat and Stevens Body Shop, Tenor Rams Live, Jim and Basketball Academy, Fairchild Family Chiropractic, Josh Bush of Sam Swites Realty, NWO Basketball, and Crystal Vasquez of Amerimade Realty. Uh, we would also like to give a special thanks to Jeff Bat for allowing us to use his amazing new facility at Bat and Stevens Body Shop for today's podcast. Stay tuned for the next NWO Sports podcast in the near future, and thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs>